still morning. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's good to be sitting next to you. You declare things that be not as though they are, according to the scripture. Look at somebody else and say to them, I'm glad I'm here. By faith. <laughs> All right. Um, today's a special service. Uh, we have uh, uh, two wonderful people with us uh, who, uh, for some of us, they go way back in the 80s. The 80s. How many of you were alive during the 80s? Can I see? <laughs> okay, how many of you were not alive in the 80s? How many of you became alive from the 80s? <laughs> yeah, we're getting old. <laughs> um, uh, Bishop Johnson Philip and his wife, Pastor Sonia, have been really precious people, friends and, and uh, mentors or older brother and sister that I've looked up to for uh, many years uh, as a new Christian with all kinds of demonic oppressions, didn't even know I had them. I'd always ask um, Bishop Johnson the odd question or two, really out of the blue kind of questions, and he'd always answer so wisely, Joseph, and then he will answer, and I'll say, that's right. And he saw me grow from a new Christian um, until the Lord called me into ministry or until I obeyed the ministry and so forth. So it's a real privilege to have him. Um, I want us to rise to our feet and I'm going to welcome him as he comes. Let's welcome him as he comes and takes his liberty and he can introduce Pastor Sonia. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Truly, it's a privilege to be here with you today, and God bless all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. As Pastor Joseph said, or Bishop Badu, to get that right, Beidu, Beidu. <laughs> Protocol, my friend. Some of us go back a long way, and it's good to see you that we've known for quite a while. Good to see you still in church, but also thriving in the ministry, that you are active in the church. Amen. So I'm really great, grateful for that. Um, before I say any more, I'm going to ask my wife, Pastor Sonia, to come and greet you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's, I want to greet uh, Pastor Joseph today in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to greet everybody, all your leaders. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. The reason why I said uh, praise the Lord is that the word of God said in everything give thanks. And you know, in all over the world, especially in the U.S., coming up, there's a time of thanksgiving. But in our lives as Christians, we should give thanks unto the Lord. I'm really happy to be here. You know, it's our first time being here. And, you know, as I walked in, I felt the presence of God. There was such an anointing in this place. And those of you who stood here, and you ask for prayer over whatever situation you're going through, I believe that God has met your need this morning. This sister was right on point. There were so many things you said you don't realize that God has uh, met the need. And I'm so grateful to be among the people of God. And those of you who are here, you don't know God. Let me recommend Jesus to you. There is no other friend like this man, Christ Jesus. No matter where you go, the songwriters say, I may search the whole world over and I'll find no other than Jesus Christ. Today, trust in God. Amen. Those of you who are trusting in other things, put your trust in in God, and he will see you through. May the Lord richly bless you. 
I hope to meet many of you later on. Don't shy away from us. Come and greet us. Shake us. Shake our hands, okay? God bless you. Bless you. Praise the Lord. I hope you don't shake us. Just our hand, amen? It is really a really a privilege to be with Joseph and Aisha. See them. Did I baptize you? Oh, no. So I'm to blame. Ah, oh, no. Oh, dear. And I baptized some more of you here that are here today. Is that you? <laughs> I ain't seen him for about 20-something years. I know Roger. I saw Roger, but Austin, I didn't recognize you. Good to see you. <laughs> Probably baptize him as well. <laughs> so God bless all of you. Bless the leadership here. Bless all the ministers and all the brethren together in Jesus' name. Amen. God is good. God is good, and we thank God for his blessings upon our lives that we are here. Amen. I've been given a time, and I've been warned. My dear sister in front of me is going to count me down, which is good because I have a watch. I usually use my watch, but my watch has a black face, and it's not very brightly lit in here, so I couldn't see my watch anyway. So, my sister, thank you in advance for making me. I went to a church in America once and they said, if you don't finish by 1.30, we're getting up and going to lunch. So you can preach as long as you want to, but we're going at 1.30. I won't keep you long, as Henry VIII said one, to one of his wives. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. You're awake. <laughs> I hope Joseph warned you. Amen. No, that's fine. We had him at our church a few weeks ago, and it was a real blessing to us. And um, Let me say again, I, I feel proud. I feel really proud of people like Joseph and Austin and Enoch and Philip. Where's Philip? Yeah. Gambia. And Xenophon. I saw Xenophon when I was coming. And Sandra and Abigail and these people, amen. Is Karen here? Greet her for me. Praise the Lord. I've been given a title also, which I'll adhere to because I like doing as I'm told. Praise the Lord. And I'd like to share with you the principle of every believer is a leader. Do we have any believers in the church today? Praise the Lord. Amen. The definition of leadership is just one word, and that's the word influence. So if you have a title and if you have a position, if you're not influencing anyone, you are not a leader. That's why researchers have researched leadership and come up with two names who they say have been the greatest leaders human leaders, apart from Jesus, of course, during history of mankind. Remember the word leader is influence. The first one is Alexander the Great, and the second one is Adolf Hitler. Remember the word influence is influence. Adolf Hitler influenced so many people, and so forth, and Alexander the Great as well. That's why research has proven them to be two of the greatest leaders, whether it's positive or negative, today. Turn with me, please, to the book of First, First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. And if somebody has that, if you can stand and read it with a very loud voice. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. 
Thank you very much. Amen. And we'll, we'll come to that scripture as we go along. If there's somebody in front of you, touch them on the shoulder. If there's somebody in front of you, touch them. If there's somebody behind you, touch them on their shoulder. If there's somebody to your right, touch them on their shoulder. And if there's somebody to your left, touch them on their shoulder. And repeat after me, I have influence. I can touch somebody. It doesn't matter where we are, we can touch somebody. We have influence, amen? Whether we have a title, whether we have position or not, we have influence. We run a part-time Bible school on a Monday night, and part of that Bible school is a leadership training class. And after teaching class, many times students would come up to me and say, Pastor, that was excellent. These are people who go to other churches. Excellent. I just wish my pastor was here. They're saying that because they are not the pastor. They are not number one or sometimes even number two in position. They may not be a department head or a deacon or a deaconess or a youth leader. And they are under the impression that what they have learned, they cannot go back to their churches and practice because they are not the pastor. And I always have to remind them, it doesn't matter who they are, they can go back to their church and be an influence. And be an influence. In church, it doesn't matter the size, we can touch people above us, we can touch people beneath us, and we can touch our peers. Those of you who know me know I like sport. I'm a cricket man. Pray for me. Or pray for the West Indies cricket team. We might win a match one day. Are there any football supporters here? Oh, are there any Arsenal supporters? Oh my Lord. Remind me, Bishop, when there's altar call, we're going to need to pray for them. <laughs> Your team did well yesterday. I sat and watched it. Don't be deceived by the performance yesterday. You still, you still won't win anything. But I, when I watch Arsenal either on the TV or listen to the commentary on the radio, the, the, the summary of the Arsenal team comes over again and again. And whether you want to agree with me or not, this is what the experts are saying, that Arsenal do not have any leaders on the pitch. They don't have any leaders on the pitch. Sometimes it's hard to know who their captain is. But, you know, like yesterday, everything was going well. You didn't have uh, to have leaders because the team was playing well and you got a good result. But when things start going badly when the team needs to be stood up and be counted, they're saying that they don't have any leaders on the pitch. You know, gone are the days of the Adams and the Bowles and the Keos and the Vieira and Petits and Terry Henrys. Those days have gone. Now you look at the Arsenal team and it's, that's the reflection of many of the professional pundits those of you who know Chelsea football, you will know John Terry. And some of you may not like him or so forth, but John Terry was an instigator in the principle. 
You don't need an armband to be the captain. And many times people are looking around the football pitch saying, where is the captain? Where's the guy with the armband? And every team to be successful, they need more than one person to be a leader. And today in church, you don't have to have a, the title of the pastor or the bishop or the youth leader or the deacon to be a leader in the church. You don't have to have a license to be a leader. All you have to be is call of God. If you're in the church today, every one of us have been given a ministry. So we have influence on somebody else. Amen? Research has proven that 99% of leadership in the church is from the pew. 99% of leadership. And I've been to some churches that they expect the pastor to do everything. If there's outreach, the pastor should be there. All night prayer meeting, the pastor should be there. Cleaning the church, the pastor should be there. Witnessing and so forth. They expect the pastor to do everything. And when the pastor doesn't do it, it doesn't get done. That's probably why their churches are still small. Because the principle is, all of us are leaders, amen? We don't have to have a title or a position to be a leader, amen? Praise the Lord. We don't need one. And if you are waiting, praise the Lord, if you are waiting for a title to start thinking that you're leading, you may have a long wait. Amen? If you're waiting to do something when you receive that position, you may have a long wait. Jesus laid the principle, whatever you do, do it with all your might. What your hands find to do, do it. Amen? If you look at the disciples that Jesus called, all of them were busy doing something and in the, even through the whole Bible, the leaders that Jesus, I mean, God called into a position, they were already doing something. Amen? So don't wait for the position. Don't wait for the title. Busy yourself in the kingdom of God. Amen? You see, we have looked at history and we have seen people who have led from the front very effectively. We see Winston Churchill, who led from the front. We see Gandhi, who led from the front. We see Martin Luther King Jr., led from the front. We see Nelson Mandela, led from the front. And obviously we see Jesus, leading from the front. So when we see that, many of us are under the impression we have to be in the front to be leading. But that's not the case, amen? These are exceptional leaders that I've just named. But the norm is that we lead from the front and we lead from the middle and we lead from the back. It was John Maxwell who said, everything rises and falls on leadership. And you and I today have a great responsibility in the kingdom of God. Amen? As I said, leadership is influence. And believers are and have an influence. Amen? You can have an impact where you are. Amen? You can have an impact where you are because every one of us are touching somebody. Are touching somebody. Every one of us. Doesn't matter how long we've been in church, we have influence over somebody else. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the corporate world, middle management is the force that drives every company. 
in the civil service, you have an HEO and an SEO, if you understand my language. Is they the ones who do the bulk of the work. If you go to any corporate company, you go to the top and you look at the boss's desk, you don't see one piece of paper. You don't see a piece of paper on his desk or her desk because the work is being done underneath, amen? Because people are realizing I have a responsibility and I have a job to do. Praise the Lord, amen? Never say to yourself, I can't lead unless I have a title. Never say to yourself, I cannot do anything until I have a position. Amen? Leadership is a choice you make. Amen? Not a place you are. Leadership is a choice you make. Amen? Not a place you are. Because many times we wait. We wait for recognition. Well, if pastor doesn't call my name, I'm not going to do anything. Because I don't get any recognition for what I do. Anybody feel like that sometimes? It's okay, you can be honest with me. I'm leaving after service to go. So. But sometimes we feel taken for granted. We don't feel appreciated. And if pastor doesn't call my name to say I gave out some leaflets yesterday, I'm never going to do it again. That's the mentality of some of us, amen? It's not, a, it's not where we are. It's a choice that we make for where we are, amen? In other words, wherever we are, we can we can make a difference. We can make a difference. Say, I can make a difference. I will make a difference. I don't need a title. I don't need a position. I don't need Arch Rabbi Bishop of the Most High to come and prophesy over me and say, Thus saith the Lord. Some people are waiting for that. Some people won't move unless they're called out and talked to in front of people and prophesied over. God can use that and God will use that. But the majority of time, God is looking for people who make themselves available. Make themselves willing with the right attitude. Amen? With the right attitude. Realizing this is kingdom work. This is not about me or you. This is kingdom work. And we can go forward together in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm so privileged today to be able to do something for God. Amen. Do not overstate. Do not overstate the importance of a leadership title. Do not overstate. I, I strongly believe in leadership. I teach it a lot. I strongly believe in structure. I strongly believe in submission to spiritual authority. I believe all of that. But we are so hung up sometimes with titles and positions that is overstated. You know when the Lord comes back, we're going to be pretty surprised who gets the biggest crowns. Amen? I was in a service one time and as a minister we were asked to sit on the platform and we were asked to shake each other's hand and greet each other, as you probably do here as well. And I went up to somebody on the platform, a distinguishing-looking brother, 
And I said, God bless you, my brother. I didn't know him. So I said, God bless you, my brother. Before I managed to get to his hand, he withdrew it. And he deliberately said to me, I am not going to shake your hand unless you call me apostle. Hung up on titles. You know what I did? I just smiled and walked away. I said, you're not even worthy to be called that. If you are an apostle, you don't have to go around boasting about it. People will know. You know, but church, some church people like that. They're hung up in, with titles, hung up with positions. You know, um, I've been in church long enough to see how people change when you give them a title. Sometimes you have to widen that door to enable their head to get through it. You know what I'm talking about? Then they walk past you as if you don't exist. If all of a sudden they're better than you. And you've helped them to get where they are. And they've forgotten who helped them. I know you don't have nobody here like that. You, I, know, I know that. I know that. I know that. But some churches have those kind of people. You know, you have people who only worship when they're part of the worship team. Hallelujah. Can I come back next time? If they're not leading worship that Sunday, they probably come late for church. Listen, my friend, if you can't worship here, you can't worship back there. Amen. But the same way that you worship behind a microphone, you can worship back there. You don't need to have the title of worship leader to lead in worship. You can lead where you are. Amen? You can lead from the back. Let it spill over onto somebody else. Let that spirit of rejoicing and victory touch somebody. Not from the platform. So I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer in structure. I believe in principles. I believe in authority. But I'm not hung up on titles or positions. You can call me brother. And if I can't call you sister, then some of us need to be at the altar today. Let's not be hung up. Amen? Let's not be hung up. We can and we should. Amen? A position does not make a leader. A position does not make a leader. The leader makes the position. That's why you can have one person holding that position do an excellent job. Another person takes over thinking they can do an excellent job, but they do a rubbish job. Why is that? It's not the position. It's the person. Amen? It's the person. So, let's talk about people. Amen? I'm so glad church is about people. Praise the Lord. It's not about equipment or buildings or anything like that. It's about human beings. Amen? I am, a, I am a strong believer that you invest in people. You invest in human beings. You probably heard me say this in your tab days, but I'll say it again. If you build people, you will build a church. Amen? If you build people, if you build a church, you will build a church. Paul told Timothy there are certain areas... And there are many more, but he listed a few that we can be influencers in. Amen? Praise the Lord. First of all, he tells Timothy, be an example of. I always, you know, know Paul and know Timothy. And I always thought Paul was saying, 
to Timothy, be an example to the believers. I always thought that. But then when you read it, it doesn't say Timothy is the pastor to be an example to the believers. Paul is telling Timothy, be an example of the believers. Any believers in the house today? Just a few things you can be an example of. Amen? As a believer. First of all, in word. In word. I trust today that you can be an example of somebody who when they give their word, they keep it. If I'm going to promise you to do something, I'll do it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Before we got married, I promised my wife, perhaps I bribed her into marrying me, but um, I promised I would take her to the Seychelles for our honeymoon. I'm still alive, so I haven't broken my promise, but we haven't reached yet. (laughs) But I'm still alive. She's still alive. We've been married 36 years now. Amen. So we still still have we still have time for me to keep my word. Amen. Still on honeymoon. If you say you're going to be somewhere, be there. If you're going to be there at 7:30, be there. One amen. We are supposed to be people of integrity, amen? Integrity means wholeness. People of our word, amen? You know what it's like if you work with unsafe people? They are just waiting for you to do something against your word. They're just waiting because they're waiting for you to say, I thought you were a Christian. They're waiting. Don't give them the opportunity, amen? If you promise to be at work on time, uh, Brother Joseph is getting very quiet here. Amen? Praise the Lord. Anybody fiddle their flexi sheets here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul told Timothy, be an example in word. Amen? Next one, be an example in conversation. That word conversation means lifestyle. It doesn't mean talking. It means lifestyle. Be an example in how you live. If you're here today and you are married to an unsaved man, Paul encourages you to win them, not by preaching to them or by nagging them, but win them by your lifestyle, how you live in front of them. A lot of testimonies are ruined because of people's lifestyle. God may have spoken to you and he has told you in a personal way that you're going to be somebody. You're going to do something in ministry. God does that, amen? But you haven't seen it happen yet. It could be that your character is not ready for your ministry. Your character. So God gives you a ministry, but then he has to work on your character so that your character doesn't let down your ministry. So somebody can come to church, see you preaching your heart out on a Sunday, yet living a different life on a Monday. Win and influence people with our lifestyle, amen? And let our lifestyle back up 
our words. Be an example in charity, in love. Amen? By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love, one for the other. And people may come to our church, they may not understand our worship, the language we use when we testify, may not understand the preaching, but it's one thing they will understand when they feel love. Amen? Be an example in love. Not hypocritical love, not strings attached love, but unconditional love. Love everyone, amen? Equally. Be an example in spirit. Our spirit needs to say what our words are doing. Let me pick up my sister here now. Before our hands touch, our spirit have already met. And my spirit has communicated to her spirit, I love you. Or my spirit could communicate to her spirit, I'm only shaking your hand because you're in my way. I really want to get over there. I'm not really interested in you or shaking your hand. People know genuine love, amen? amen? People know real love. And we can't pretend in front of people. You see, people come from the world full of hypocrisy. They don't want to come to the church and feel the same thing. Be an example in spirit. Let our spirit back up what we are doing and what we are saying, amen? And then be an example in faith. Faith believing and in faithfulness. And then be an example in purity, in holiness. Amen. Never say, I will never, I will never reach my potential if I don't have a position. Never say that. Never say, I will never reach my, my potential. Unless I have a position. Amen. As a believer, we have a ministry. Praise the Lord. If you're in the body of Christ, you have a ministry. Amen. And the good thing about it is being successful where we are and what we're doing now prepares us for our next level. Jesus put it very simply, if you cannot be faithful over small things, you cannot be faithful over bigger things. You know, we're in a church world today when people want to come in and want to be on the platform straight away. They want to position straight away. They want to be doing things straight away. It doesn't work like that, amen? They want the big things instead of learning to sweep the floor and put out the chairs and tidy up afterwards. That's where real leadership is, amen? Praise the Lord, amen. That's where it really is. So what you're doing now, if you're successful in what you're doing now, you are preparing yourself for the next level. And, and I believe that if you're faithful in what you're doing now, God is ready pr to promote you. God is ready to lift you higher to your next level. Amen? God is preparing you. So it doesn't matter where we are, where we are, we can reach out and touch somebody. We can influence somebody. We can be a leader exactly where we are. Amen? I'm so glad about that because it's a job for every one of us in the church. Amen? Every one of us in the church. Amen? God is planning to take us higher. God is planning to take us deeper. 
as his appearing becomes and his second coming becomes nearer, he's going to raise up great people. Amen? And you know where he's going to raise them up? In our midst. In our midst. When God told Moses to choose leaders, God told him, look among you. Look among you. If you're waiting for a superstar to come in to do it, God doesn't work like that. God raises up generals among us. God raises up prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers among us. Among us. Amen? I want to go higher. I want to go higher. And for me to go higher, God help me to do the best I can for where I am, where I am now, amen? Be an example. You know, you can't, you can't tell people, don't watch me. You know, some people, they tell new converts, don't look to me, look to Jesus. Don't look at me, look at Jesus. You know, the Bible says, mark the perfect man, the mature man. Follow after that person. The end thereof is life. Amen. We know we're not perfect, but that word perfect means mature. Amen. Somebody's watching you. Be a good example. Amen. Be a good influence to them. And I believe God is going to bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to first of all reach out to those of you who feel you have nothing to offer. You feel you have nothing to contribute. You feel you don't have a position or a title, so there's no room for me. That's a lie from the devil himself, amen? Because you've been born into the kingdom of God. God has a role for you. Don't let the devil ever get away with telling you that. I want you to come. We want to pray with you. Amen? That you would have the mind of the Spirit. You would have the mind of Christ. You would see yourself how God sees you. You would see yourself how God sees you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you have been brought up with the mentality because you've had words spoken into your life. You will not amount to anything. You won't achieve anything. If that's the case, we rebuke those words in Jesus' name. And I'm inviting you to come as well because those words have held you back from fulfilling your ministry in Christ. Come, let's pray with you. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says we can do all things. All things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Through Christ who strengthens us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Hallelujah. If we have altar workers, come and pray with these people. Ministers, come and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And where you are standing right now, where you are standing right now, if you want to say, Lord, 
Help me to be a greater influence for good. Help me to be a greater influence for good in other people's lives. In other people's lives. Raise your hand where you are. Raise your hand where you are. And say, Lord, yes. Help me. Help me to bring a greater influence. To touch another person's life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Where you are, just raise your hand. Be a blessing to somebody, an encouragement to somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bishop Johnson was sharing about feeling like you don't have anything to offer. I really feel that there's several of us that this speaks into your context right now. So I want to give you another opportunity to respond to what the Holy Spirit is impressing in your heart. Like you feel like you don't have something to offer even though you know you have ability but you just feel like even in this house, you don't have something to offer. Why don't you come quickly? Why don't you respond right now? There is grace for you right now. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Maybe because of your past failures, you feel disqualified right now. Maybe because of something that somebody did or said to you, you feel like you don't have something to offer right now. Why don't you quickly respond and come? There is grace for you before we change the order of the service yes Lord yes Lord hallelujah Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name Lord. Blessed be your name Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray right now. Lord, I ask that you will pour out a special blessing on this church, oh God. Bless the leadership of this church. Bless the membership of this church, Lord. God, I pray that you will bless every person. That you will anoint them with a fresh anointing. Equip them with gifts and ministries, Lord. Pray, oh God, that you will use this church to be a blessing in this community. Hallelujah. Bless Brother Joseph, Sister I. You know, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, bless their children. Bless all the ministers. But more especially, oh God, bless the laity of this church, Lord. Help them to realize they have so much to contribute. So much to contribute to your kingdom, Lord. Bless, I pray, O oh God. Bless, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name.